Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink brews. I'm Jordan. Staring through the screen here is Daniel. Hello, hello. So today we are talking a brand new animated film on Netflix, The Mitchells versus the Machines. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and you know, this is kind of how I could see a, a robot apocalypse happening, actually. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. All right. Daniel's drinking a glass of water there. Woo! A beer, too. Oh, okay. Just trying to stay hydrated. It's sunny today. Yeah. I should probably hydrate a little bit. So I'm drinking a new matchless beer called Frosty One Cold IPA. Seems like it would be like a winter ale, but I don't know. Brand new on the shelf this week. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I, being a dumbass, was like going for beer, not really thinking objectively for the show. And I bought a six pack of the same thing I had last week out of just like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I want more of that. And then I got home and I'm like, or I'm like, oh, shit. what was it just remind us all it was the hazy ipa from bale breaker which is still really fucking good i I I would definitely recommend i need to try that one still i would recommend like next time you're going for a six pack just grab one because it's just a really solid beer i enjoy it a lot breaker okay cool all right well let's get going here uh i don't know is there too much news going on i know there's one thing for sure i want to talk about briefly Okay, well, one, it's May the 4th when I'm recording Star Wars Day. Happy Star Wars Day to you, Jordan. Well, thank May you. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you, Daniel. I'm wearing my Mandalorian t-shirt that I bought. And I, I'm, I'm celebrating by buying a R2-D2 Lego set, as you can see right here. And I bought a bunch of new <laughs> Star Wars Funko Pops that got released today. Wait, 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 Two different quick. collectibles, but very fun. 2,314 pieces. This is the brand new R2-D2. Woohoo! Man, it'd be cool to do like a set like how they did the, uh, what, the Saturn V that was 1,969, like, what, first one came out in 1977? Yeah, that would be cool. That would have, you could have totally done that with R2-D2 or something. But that would have been kind of neat. That'd be 600 pieces less though, I don't know. So I do have just a couple things real quick but um i'm assuming the thing that jordan wanted to talk about was the first images from the flash movie uh came out no i hadn't heard about that talk about it (laughs) okay well the first images from the new ezra miller flash movie came out and they're of the michael keaton batman mansion from tim burton's batman it's just exterior shots of the same house so not much, but it's very cool to see that like oh, we're going to be at the most, I guess the whole mansion, at least next year's shot, if not in the Michael Keaton Batcave, which will be fucking sweet. That will be awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. Excited, excited. I don't, care. I don't even care about the flash. <laughs> Michael Keaton Batman, though. <laughs> I mean, everybody's going to see this movie because of that. That's that's why I'm going to be there day one. <laughs> and then I guess some people might be going because they're like, oh, The Flash was actually really good in the Snyder Cut. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they can actually do something with The Flash. Cool. Okay. 
And then the second thing I had was like Marvel kind of released a uh, a kind of like a tease. It was a, it was just more of like a hype trailer, kind of like showing a bunch of footage that we've seen before for the most part, kind of like leading into their phase four, like, you know, this is phase four. And then it just kind of like shows the release days for a bunch of their upcoming movies like Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Oh, I missed that too. But they did have a tiny little teaser in there for the Eternals. Which apparently, uh, I didn't realize this. Is it called Chloe's Marvel Day- Studios Celebrates the Movies? Yes. Okay, I'll They'll watch it later. Come- but, you know, and kind of attached to that little, like, teaser, because it does show Angelina Jolie, which I totally forgot she was going to be in The Eternals. Oh, yeah, same. They announced it so long ago. I think it was in, supposed to be in Phase 3, and it just never materialized. Um, But apparently it's nearing the end of production and i didn't know but chloe zeo uh who's the director said that it's well it's at like the final stretch of production but she's also the director and uh her academy award winner for nomadland that's the, the person who's directing this okay so i kind of read a little thing about that because i thought that was interesting I'm like oh shit well now i know like i'm sure they announced that a while ago but now i know who you are so now i'm like a little bit more interested now we have an academy award winning director as of last week apparently in the little blurb that i was reading said that she was really fighting for more practical like lighting and effects oh good that's my kind of director yeah so i'm just like well it'll be interesting like it'll hopefully help the movie stand out from other things in the mcu that way and hopefully phase four yeah i wouldn't mind if phase four just looks different I mean, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings looks different than what the mainline MCU movies, why it is a mainline MCU movie. So I'm excited for that. Like I said, the trailer didn't blow me away, but I'm still excited for just different stuff. Like, can't wait for Blade. I'm interested about this Eternals movies. I just don't know much about it yet. And the Shang-Chi one, I am pretty excited just to see what that's all about. Same, same. Um, And the last thing I had was kind of more than anything else but invincible the amazon prime series invincible uh that just aired its first season finale uh amazon announced that it was uh, renewed for two seasons more at the very least and it's an animated eight episode gritty really gritty superhero cartoon that has jk simmons essentially playing like the superman of this universe sort of deal wait really yeah it but his voice act is like they have so much like they have jk simmons um i think sandra O oh is his wife in this too like they have a ton of big names and i just finished up the first season because i had been watching it weekly because i was so excited and it kicked ass like it was awesome. a great I, for someone who likes animation like superhero stuff it was awesome it was subversive at least for me because i'd never read the comics and I had a really good time. And the voice acting is top-notch. And J.K. Simmons is amazing in it. Cool. Oh, God, that's awesome. I'm, I'm going to have to check that out. Maybe. I mean, you check out the first episode, and you'll know whether you'd like to see more. Yeah, where did you say it was streaming it? It's on Amazon Prime. Each episode's about 45 minutes to 50 minutes. Like, they're okay. actually very chunky, Might which is a ch- lot of fun. Might have to check that out. So, yeah. Uh, so. Invincible 2 and 3 two more seasons so far they say they want to go up to seven so they can do the entire comic run 
but I'm like, cool, that sounds awesome. I've never read these comics. And now I'm just like torn between like, oh, now I really want to read them. But I'm also like, but I also want to be surprised by the TV show. Yeah, true. So now I'm stuck in that type of situation, but I'm excited. But anyway, Jordan, I guess I didn't touch on the thing that you saw. So what did you see? Well, you shared this news earlier in the week. There's been an announcement for a season two of a certain show. Oh, shit. Yeah, I totally forgot. I mean, like, not necessarily movie news, but it's T. Well, I mean, neither was Invincible, but that's, yeah. Hey, it's news enough for me, and I think a lot of our listeners would love to hear it. I mean, we love Lego on the show. If you love Lego, they announced finally season two of the U.S. Lego Masters is coming out, I think, June 2nd. It's at least the first week of June. And they announced all the contents. I, I didn't really look through their names. I didn't look through their picture. I'm like, I just want to be surprised. As long as I know it's coming back and when it's coming back, that's all I need. Lego Master Season 2 coming in June, which is great. They announced Woo! it like earlier this no, week. Oh, and God. I, it's, it's, you now. sent me that text and I was just like, yeah. I was yeah. so excited. I know, like, we just talked about it recently. Just like, I hope it's just not one of those things that fell by the wayside. Like, I don't know how popular it was, but I really enjoyed it. It was finally a reality TV show for people like us who love everyone I talked to that saw it loved it. Yeah. Everyone. And I I mean, yeah, like I said, like Shiloh just likes reality TV. She likes competition shows. So she was into it for that, but also could appreciate like the really cool stuff they were building. Gavin, who doesn't really do anything, like has no interest in Legos, like sat down with us. He's like, he watched every episode after like the first two because he's like, I really like this. So we just sat down and watched it together weekly. So good. So good. And yeah, season two, baby. Can't wait. We Yeah. And what does it come like 10 days after season two, three of Master of None premieres? So we got some uh, good stuff coming in a month. Pretty sweet. Awesome. All right. Well, that wraps it up for movie news here. Let's move on. Let's talk other things we watched this week. I have one movie. Okay. Do you have any? I kind of have, well, one. I kind of have like a couple things. Well, you go first. You go first. All right. Well, there is a sequel coming out at the end of June, part of a very popular series. And I decided to finally go back and watch this series. I have begun the Fast and Furious Marathon. So last week, I started with The Fast and the Furious from 2001, directed by Rob Cohen, starring Finn Diesel, Paul Walker, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster. And yeah, you know what? I got to say, better than I remember. So as far as the Fast and Furious franchise go, I've only seen the first and the sixth. So I've got a lot of catching up to do. And both of these were probably... I think I saw the first one maybe 10 years ago and the sixth one, maybe a year after it came out in theaters. So whenever that was, but yeah, I've only seen the both of uh, once each, but anyway, so I, I saw the first one better than I remember. As far as these movies go, you have to ignore physics a little bit. You just have to, because there's yeah, some stuff can... like, Oh God, he would have gone flying off the hood of that car. Like there's no way. You it's going like 200 the... miles an hour. Doesn't even slow down. Just stops the car. He's totally fine, though. Yeah, you, you said they ignore some of that stuff, but you know, I actually, you know, maybe it was just in the right mood. But I sat down, I had a good time watching this. It, it's fun, you know. 
God, Paul Walker. You know, I forgot how. You know, I like. I forgot I like that guy a lot. I mean, I loved him in. Uh, was it Varsity Blues back in 1999? I never saw that, but I saw him in Pleasantville this year. Yeah. So Los Angeles police officer Brian O'Connor must decide where his loyalty really lies when he becomes enamored with the street racing world he has been sent undercover to destroy. And I, you know, overall, fun, easy plot. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Diesel's character, Dom, quite a bit. Uh, his it's all about family. All the family, right? Which they don't even really like start saying that kind of stuff, I think, till later. But there are some great scenes in it. The racing is sweet. I mean, Paul Walker's like his, uh, whatever it was, his green car. That could have been like now. That's how sharp that car looked. That could have been like filmed from two years ago, and I wouldn't have known the difference. Fair enough. We're not car guys either. So. No, or car pre. Someone's going to be like, no, 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 that's a 1998 Supra, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Blah. We appreciate not cars quite a bit. At least I do. But yeah, I'm not a car guy by any stretch. Exactly. Fun movie. Good, good moments for sure. Uh, I mean, what's there to say about a franchise I, that is kind of weird that it's survived this long? Yeah. But also, they're still cranking out the hits. People still go and watch them. Like, I've well, come around to them. They figured out, you know, we hit a slump, but here's what we can do to make this better. And I mean, I'm looking forward to just, I'm looking forward to just watching it all. I'm watching Too Fast, Too Furious. I don't care if that one's considered one of the worst ones. Same with Tokyo Drift. I'm watching everything. I'm going to watch the evolution of Fast and Furious. I'm going to watch the entire franchise yeah. and get ready for Fast 9. Because it's also uh, interesting because they made the first three in relative succession. And then there's that huge like break, the hiatus the franchise takes until the reboot. Uh, Fast and Furious, which is the fourth one. Yep. And you know, fourth and then it and just, and then it never stops. Yep. Yeah. They just My, figured out what worked. People. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying, like they figured out what kind of works. Although the fifth one is my favorite, but I've only seen one through six. I haven't seen seven, eight, and it's the ninth one that's coming out. Okay, so I still have at least two more to watch to at least connect it all. So I don't know if I don't know if you know about this. This is twenty years ago, so you would have been small. So I remember that when this movie came out, huge movie, everyone was seeing it. For some reason, I just wasn't interested, so I just didn't bother. I, maybe how I old was, were you? Uh, two thousand one, seventeen. Probably well, the, yeah, you... the summer two thousand one. Yeah, I, maybe I thought of just fresh out of high school. Maybe I thought it was too cool for it. I think well, I that's why I asked because. When I was, when these movies like kind of got big again, like was starting around when I was about 17. Like I remember watching the first one, the second one. Well, I remember watching the first three, but like it got to a point where like, I think it was like around the fifth or sixth one where I'm just like watching the show. I'm like, these are so unreal. So like, I was just kind of like too up my own ass to be like, no, 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 these are dumb movies. I, I want to watch real. I was in that stage where I'm like, okay, I'm done with these types of movies and I just want to watch good and quality cinema maybe that's where i was in 2001 at 17 maybe it's like yeah maybe that could have been where i was because this should have been right up my alley but maybe i saw the previous like that's not the matrix what are they trying to do would be the, the matrix, matrix of the, the car world this is just dumb ben diesel who the hell is that that guy's not gonna be known in five years so i don't know but anyway i remember Mom and I are in the minivan that they had back then. We're coming out of the mall parking lot. We're on. We're at a light on 82nd, getting ready to turn. Some kids pull up next to us and they're like, 
hey, you want to race? I'm sorry. We, we just saw the Fast and the Furious. And I, I just really want to race right now. And I remember mom, we're, again, we're driving a little minivan, revving the engine. <laughs> and as soon as the light turns green, I think we we're both taking left turns out of the parking lot. We, she hits the gas and we take off out of this parking lot. And of course they continue on and like kick our ass, but it was just hilarious. You're <laughs> like, minivan. damn, mom's fun. <laughs> Yeah, that might have been the first. Time. Yeah, that might have been a moment for me. Like, wow, my mom's actually kind of cool. <laughs> Who would have thought? That's, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my Fast and Furious memory. But yeah, it, it was fun. It's not. It's not a perfect movie, but you know, it's still fun. And I look forward to watching more. Even if we take a dip for a little bit, I still look forward to watching more. Fair enough. So that was my movie of the week, as far as other things I saw. Okay. Well, I kind of, like I said, I don't necessarily have any more movies besides the main one, but I watched The Invincible TV show. Love that. Every episode was just like, holy shit, I can't believe they did that. And then it just kept going. The season finale just was, my mouth was, my jaw was on the fucking floor with like all the all the things that happened in that episode. Then I'm like, oh my God. You know, still highly recommend. But I also wanted to say, because... I finished the Demon Slayer TV show, which is only one season right now, which is an anime. But that, because I want to see the Demon Slayer movie that is currently in theaters. So I actually bought tickets. We're going Friday night. So this will be my first time back in the theaters since every, I mean, I know we saw Back to the Future, but we rented a whole theater. This is like general, general admission movie, which will be the first one. And then I'm also thinking about just making a double feature because they also are playing the tent that re-release of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Wait, wait, where is this? At the AMC uh, Mill Plane or well, the Vancouver AMC. Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. Oh, shit. So I might just like, I'm like, okay, well, it starts at 430. Fuck, you might as well. It's two hours, like the, or no, 4.30 is when Demon Slayer starts. It's two hour movie plus whatever trailers. So I'm thinking, okay, if it starts at 4.45, even five o'clock, that leaves us at seven o'clock and then take an hour break and then just go into Scott Pilgrim. I might just do that. Scott Pilgrim's one of your favorite movies. You have to. I know. I never even saw it in theaters. You have to. Well, then it was essentially, well, definitely have to. I mean, it wasn't one, like a double feature. Like it was either I'm going on Friday or I'm coming back on Saturday. The, the first opportunity I got to see Forrest Gump in theaters, I was there because one of my favorite movies that I'd never seen before in the big screen, there. Same with Gladiator. Or excuse me, not Gladiator. I did see that in the original release. Um, Braveheart, another fantastic film. When I finally got to see that on the big screen, holy shit. Yeah, that would be sweet. But yeah, you gotta go. You gotta, you gotta do it. I know, I know. Plus, I'm like, yeah, it literally lines up perfectly. Gotta do it, man. Gotta do it. And I've never, and I never got to see it. But it's in Dolby Digital. Like, I keep seeing like thing people on Twitter at like on Edgar Wright's page, just like, oh, I've heard background noise. That I never like the sound mixing apparently is really good in this re-release. And they're like, yeah, like the songs are just blaring, but you is, hear is all this, this extra like a, background stuff. A wide thing, like it's gonna be worth. It's supposed to be, I I don't know, like in Dolby Digital, like the specifically the Dolby cinemas, I don't know how that differs from like IMAX or anything, 
but I'm like, I am ready. I might have to take my some time out of my weekend to go see it, Daniel. Yeah, they're playing it Friday and Saturday. Only one showing each. Oh, really? Oh, shit. So it's yes, eight o'clock on Friday. So this isn't like a second run theater that's like, hey, we're playing Scott Pilgrim. This is a no, it's it's a special re-release for at least this week, but there's no guarantee it's going to be around after this week. So I'm like, okay, well, I've just been feverishly looking for it, but it never showed up. And then I checked today because I saw Edgar Wright like tweet about something that I'm like, oh, I want to check to see if it, it was like, holy shit. No, they have, they have showings. I'm, I'm going. You get, you have to. I have to. Next I week, love Scott Pilgrim and I can we, wear my Thanos shirt. Everyone wants to hear a report back next week. I'll be like, yeah, I saw an anime movie and then I saw a very comic book movie and it was great. Oh, shit. Yeah, one new one. Here's some breaking news real quick before we move on. Well, I guess we kind of ended news. But anyway, Conan, his show on TVS, final episode set to end for June. Oh, man. Conan's coming to an end. Damn. Fucking legend though, dude. That Conan O'Brien, I he's one of my favorite of all the late night comedians. He is definitely by far up there for me. Yeah. Love Conan O'Brien. Which we will talk about him in a little bit when we get into our review, because uh he voices a character in it. Does he really? He does. All right. Well, let's wrap up this segment here and let's move on to our main movie on tap. Let's talk the Mitchells versus the machines let it begin the last humans must be here somewhere wait they're coming so the Mitchells versus the machines written by excuse me written and directed by michael rianda and jeff rowe the players you might ask are Abby Jacobson, Danny McBride, Maya Rudolph, Michael Riandi, Olivia Coleman, Fred Armerson, Chrissy Teigen, John Legend, and Conan O'Brien. So Daniel, I had never, I didn't know anything about this movie going in. Uh, you had told me about it. I think I watched the trailer, then I kind of forgot about it. And then you reminded me last week, hey, this is coming out next week. We're watching it. Is there a question in there? No. I'm so sorry, Jordan. You got you know. I was like on the fence, but I'm like, you know, I, I'm literally buying Scott Pilgrim tickets right now. I'm like, apparently they're only five bucks each. So. Buy them right now. All right, we're taking a break, everybody. Daniel's gonna buy his tickets real quick, and we'll be back in one moment. Boom, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, I'm so excited. Yeah, one of my favorite movies ever. Okay, now we're back, Jordan. Let's do it. Okay, now I'm now I'm energized. More All right, cool. Well, I guess I'll finish up my quick um, mini review here. Um, sat down to watch it. Didn't really know what I was getting into quite. I kind of had some ideas, which real quick, I thought you had said that Phil Lord and Chris Miller had directed this. They were only producers on the project. Oh, really? I thought they did direct it. No, they were only producers on the project. But needless to say... I sat down and watched this, and I had a blast. Watched it with this very nice gal named Lonnie, 
And both of us were laughing our asses off the entire time. Like we just had a great time watching this. So many great funny jokes. I uh, just love the whole family dynamic of it. The daughter being in the film and wanting to go to film school. That kind of hit me on a personal level a little bit. It, I thought it, it might. There, there was some great stuff there. Um, just, I just, I just loved everything. The humor was great. The antagonist, one of my favorite antagonists, which we'll get into, that I've seen on the screen in a long time. <laughs> just everything, the robots, especially the two, the two. We'll talk about this in spoilers. That the family befriends. Great, funny stuff there. I, I, I had a great time watching this. I so much fun. Yeah, I don't really have anything negative to say about this. The only negative I think I said is the dog jokes were way overused as far as him, him being a dumb cross-eyed dog. Cute at pug. first. He was just being a pug. Cute at <laughs> first, but then just way overdone. But anyway, barely touches what I feel about this film. I had a great time. Dana, what are your thoughts? Nice. You know what, Jordan? I was a little worried because I was watching like, like I'm really, I, Shiloh and I were both having a blast, but I'm like, I... I, I'm like, I feel like the the film school nerd is going to, that's going to connect with Jordan. I knew that would, but I'm like, I wonder how Jordan feels about the more zanier aspects. Um, so it's great to hear. Cause yeah, I, Shiloh and I, like, I was kind of like, you know, I remember, yeah, I was really excited because I thought this was directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, but I guess, I mean, their names were the ones on the trailers, I guess. Yeah. I took from it but just, just they're known for just elevating projects you know like because like cloudy with the chance of meatballs is zany but it could just be forgettable if it wasn't for them they actually directed that one though yes they did and i think this is kind of the same this is the exact type of movie like this could have been like some super like the plot not necessarily unique exactly execution top notch to the point where it just like like this could have like every this could have been a forgettable movie if it didn't have the special touches that it did, you know? And I was just been so excited, you know, like, you know, I'm like, yeah, this is what we're watching. Like I've been tra tracking it. Like it used to, when the trailer originally launched, it was called connected and it was, I, yeah, be, I heard about that. It was going to be distributed by mm -hmm. Sony. I wish I had done a little bit more research on what happened with that. Cause they Phil Lord and Chris Miller have a, have a deal with sony i'm pretty sure and that's why they are publishing it and then for some reason sony didn't want to and then netflix was going to put it out which going in i'm like i'm like ooh, maybe there's a reason why but apparently not because i still had a great time watching that but also i guess i was also thought they had directed it but i love the hell out of this movie i I enjoyed it from start to finish and it went places I didn't even think it could, it would go. Like I was, I thought it was all very exciting. Um, loved the animation. I'd never actually watched a movie that looked like this. Yeah, it was very, it was crisp, original and unique. They did some really fun things with animation where it's like Pixar animation mixed with 2, 2G or 2D animation the the Next depth one. of field in the frames was really interesting i guess i guess well, that's mixed with it even felt like claymation in there as well too yeah there are some things yeah I, I totally get that very unique animation i felt like i thought so too which helps it stand out especially with all these zany aspects but i i had an amazing time i had a great time watching this i would recommend this to anybody that likes animated movies like 
especially especially if you have kids like your kids are gonna love it because of how crazy colorful and zany it is and how just fun it is mm-hmm. and then i think adults as long as you like actually like animation you're gonna like this movie i had a great time i want to watch it again like i really want to watch it again i almost thought about rewatching it um before we recorded but i just didn't have time but i really wanted to yeah uh it, it, it was so much fun okay um I'm trying to think of some notes here so yeah the animation again crisp original unique i mean just the heart heart to this movie too i mean there were some very touching moments all throughout i mean while you're laughing your ass off there's some great touching moments um oh i know like i mean same with ran the last dragon and like i've just hit an age where i just cry at movies and there was a point in this movie where i'm like damn okay shyla and i were literally just fucking bawling for a couple minutes cry babies no okay at the end i was like I, I yeah I'm, I'm glad you teared up a little bit too good good luckily i was uh yeah not in a way not in a yeah my date couldn't see me let's put it that way she couldn't see the tears coming down my eyes i'm like don't cry because no, she was cry. crying harder right potentially but um what was i saying yeah i mean you know just like that i really love the katie katie mitchell i really loved her character danny mcbride is danny mcbride as the dad i thought really worked that was great like he had a great he has a his voice his voice acting for this movie i thought was very like it felt you know i guess it's uh i guess it's what i'm trying to say is like it felt very real like the, how they interacted like yeah is zany and cartoony but at a lot of times you're like oh yeah like it feels like a real family mm-hmm. not just like this crazy zany family that's gotten this crazy crazy zany story like it feels still like even though it gets ridiculous like at points it still feels grounded with like how the family interacts is very relatable yeah i mean everybody especially on instagram facebook want to look like the posy family but realistically we're all the mitchells deep down we're all the mitchells pretty much <laughs> but i yeah i just said oh, there's just so much great stuff i mean it starts out just the you get to know the family characters her making her home videos just that you know the whole scene with like her dad's not really paying attention and he's like okay no no i'll pay attention and like breaks her laptop and just things like that but yeah she's right i mean i guess we should explain the synopsis which was essentially the mitchell family katie going off to college to a film college her dad never appreciated her filming skills like he just didn't understand it that was because he's essentially was an outdoor man like a kind of like well you'd man like kind of like rural living like used to live in the forest and she's like a total kind of like stereotypical like indoor kid where she just likes to be on social media and edit videos and make funny youtube stuff and you know and then like you said like they get into a disagreement breaks her laptop and to meld the family back together instead of sending his daughter on her plane to college they decide to go a cross-country road trip as a family We'll try and then the robot apocalypse. Robot, gosh, the uh, just how that started. Oh gosh, and when they I, revealed who was behind it, I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, I don't know honestly, if that's like, spoilers yet. How, Go ahead. I loved how serious it got. Like, yeah, when they're 
they were like in a cafe then you're like well at least it's not the end of the world and then it gets all solemn and you just see the robots are like touching down and then the glass just explodes and i'm mm-hmm. like oh shit or so i'm like are some of these people dead because i feel like a couple of these people should be dead mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like very intense at times yeah, I forget the character's name. The the guy that kind of was the designer. He's kind of the uh, Zuckerberg of everything. I think his name was actually Mark. <laughs> Mark Bowman. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. Just that whole show of like, hey, forget your phone. We got robot friends for you now. And just oh my, yeah, just like how... a total douchey tech bro. <laughs> yeah, lay lay off. This is a thousand dollar hoodie. Oh yeah. <laughs> That, like I love the tech bro and I love how he's just like you think he's going to be the bad guy at first and well is that a spoiler? I don't know. If it, what, what's a spoiler? I, I don't know. I mean I'd be okay going to spoilers now. Let's let's do it. I mean we, so, might as, we might as well. Real quick I just say if you haven't watched the movie yet turn this off. Go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's a good time. Single, young, old family. It's It's for everybody. I'm going to say it right now, as far as family films go, and like, let's, let's let me back up. As far as family animated films go, and especially that revolve around family saving the day, this, this is the best thing since The Incredibles. You know what, Jordan? You might be right. I know I watch a little bit more animated movies than you, but I think you're probably right. This is the and best. That's a bold statement, Jordan. That's a bold statement. As far now, is it better than Incredibles? That is debatable because the fucking Incredibles is amazing. Or right, no, it's incredible, Jordan. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as like since 2004 and the Incredibles came out, I would say confidently this is the best family animated family saves the day movie since then. All right, Jordan, I'll back you up on that. Cool. All right. Fucking solid. On, on that note, into spoilers. in five yeah so like you're saying like i love how the tech bro comes out and he's just like you know we made this essentially super super siri you know that's actually an ai but fuck that noise here's a robot next generation and then the horrible goes to shit because she was planning on this essentially like i feel like they never say it in the movie but I think she was like, oh, yeah, the, the tech conference was like kind of the defining moment. But you literally decided to throw me away. So she had already designed the back door into the, like the robots programming. So she just took over and was like, okay, fuck the humans, robot apocalypse. Yep. <laughs> um, In some ways, a ridiculous plot, but so hilarious at the same time. I was okay. I mean, animated film, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> You know, and exactly. This is one of the best antagonists I've seen in a long time, too. I mean, you make this movie, you try and make a movie like this live action, it turns into Sharknado. It's just not going to be plausible to be a good movie. With animation, you can do whatever. And this is a perfect example of that. But I love, you know, I thought that was fun, clever. Like, the robot apocalypse takes about 45 minutes to actually start. Like, for the first 45 minutes, they're introducing the plot. But nothing really hits until about 45 minutes in because most of that stuff just road trip antics until then, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe it maybe it is a little bit before 45 minutes. 45 minutes in, I think, was the time that I'm just like, okay, it's 
it's already gone to all the places I knew it would go and we're not halfway done. So where is it gonna go? Or at least, you know, like, so I really like that. Also the two um, robots that they befriend after they like short circuit. I also commended like those I thought were gonna be like, oh, super groany and have like just dumb line after dumb line. Cause those are the characters that they would be in pretty much any other animated kids movie. Right. But I got to say, everything that, was, that they said, That's what the dog was, in my opinion. The dog was that dumb character. These guys, voiced by Fred Armisen, hilarious. Uh, same. Like, that was one of the things that I'm like, ooh, I hope this is... And then everything they said pretty much cracked me up. I'm sure not everything, but most of it, like, it wasn't, like... I, I thought it was great. I love the faces they drew on themselves. Yeah, that like when part they're just was like hilarious. trying to blend. He's like, hey, "We're not robots. We're, we're human. Young, Look young. at our facial expressions." Yeah, whatever they were saying. That killed me. I thought that was hilarious. I like the. So I wanted to put a special notion. Like they have some really great moments throughout, and they cracked me up. And they just kind of like act like the two like really young children essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, I think they really worked. They didn't annoy me that like very minimally at the most, but I don't really remember anything that I didn't like about them. So I would say not enough to. I thought, yeah, I thought they were great the whole time. <laughs> There's so many fun moments, fun, fun lines. I, I did yeah. love that whole, uh, where, when everything started, they're at that dino museum and just everything like they're watching the other family, like, look at them do their perfect escape routine. Let's try that. It doesn't work at all. Oh my god! I love how the dad tries it, like because the the like the which that's John Legend's character, and I think I guess that's his wife. I think Shiloh said, like those uh, are the John Legend is at least the dad in like the influencer family. Yeah, and Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, so I think that's him and his wife, who play those characters. Okay, I don't know his love life, so I don't know. I did, listen, I did listen to uh, We Can Start a Fire today, though, from nice. La La Land. We can start a fire. Woo. I mean, everybody loves Sean Legend still. And I thought he, like, those characters were great. But yeah, like him barrel rolling over the mom and the mom just like fault, like collapsing because the dad's huge and she's tiny. Like, just <laughs> no way that was going to work. Uh, Love that. That killed me too. Um, honestly, like, one of my favorite sequences in the entire movie would have to be when they get to the initial like objective point in the like essentially the apple store at the mall the mall yeah and then one i loved all of the uh i absolutely loved how all of the because they talk about like in like the promo videos like they essentially like the insulary like tech products that the company makes like essentially it's more like samsung that like it feels like apple but like when they're talking about all of like oh like how samsung like makes washers dryers like they make smartphones they make chips they make computers but they also make all these other appliances and how they're all like enhanced with these like the tech from this company so they're all controllable yeah i love that and then it leads into one of the most terrifying products i don't even know if kids like who are born like even like five ten years ago remember furbies yeah did did Furby have a re didn't he have a revision like a comeback a few years ago i don't 
maybe i just remember furbies were essentially like heavily marketed when i was a kid huge and everybody said in they the late 90s things. early 2000s yeah so they were essentially just like yeah a toy that would like coo and talk to if other t- if another one was nearby they'd kind of like coo and talk to each other you know but you know it was only supposed to be if you were like right in front of it but then people would be like you know all the creepy pastas of fur furbies were like yeah you just sit in the corner and randomly would just wake up when no one was around, you know, they were just creepy ass toys that people are like, these things are haunted. And to see the nightmare sequence of the Furbies, like, and then calling the gigantic, like God Furby in the lines, like the dialogue for like the huge one killed me. Like I love yeah. it. It's like the eternal harvest. <laughs> <laughs> it worked so well. And it was so creepy when all of the little ones just started cooing to awaken the large one that killed me. I love that so much. That's probably why it's my favorite sequence. Yeah, as far as scenes go, that was probably one of my favorites too. Uh, again, for some as far as favorite scenes, uh, I guess the beginning of the apocalypse, just everything happening and just the robots starting to take over. I love that part. The mall scene, hilarious. I guess the finale, just everything that happens in the finale, that third act was just great. I mean, the third act was great. I mean, that, okay, I want to talk about the gut punch like that Shal and I were crying about because they mentioned it early in the movie, or, you know, like the girl, like, I guess it's at the very, very beginning, like after the dad pisses her off, makes her upset. Mm-hmm. So she's like packing up the rest of her stuff, puts a bunch of stuff in a like giveaway bin. And there's this little wooden moose in there that you don't know what it's for until third act when the mom is telling her like about the album of like you know oh that was our house that your dad built when he was like in his 20s or 30s that he just wanted to live in forever and then it does that sequence of him just like really sad that he has to give up a home that he built but he's like ah it's easy because i'm doing it for her and he takes a little moose from his handcrafted home and gives it to his kid and oh my god that just I like know. destroyed me i'm like damn you teenagers that don't appreciate things <laughs> but i mean like you always come around you don't like she never i guess she never fully understood <laughs> the meaning of the moose it was just something that her dad gave her right i know that was but a then, very very touching moment it's like yeah but it's worth it <laughs> i know exactly and you, at least you see the perspective change in her eyes she's like oh man like and then she knows it's important and she will never get rid of that thing ever at this point. But that just like that gut punch, like it was so good, so well delivered. Like it felt like emotional terrorism because of how hard it hit me. Right. I know. I was like, but damn, that's don't one mind of the, me. Just wiping that's just tears. one of the scenes that elevates the entire movie. Yes. Um, and I also want to mention that uh, since we're at the kind of finale, there was totally a Kill Bill reference in this movie. Oh, totally. Did you did you catch that too? Well, yeah. I mean, the music alone. Exactly. Well, exactly. Exactly. Well, but and, the- and they play that one um, sound when she locks eyes with her enemy and you know it's kill time. Yeah, no, that's what tipped me off because that's what made me recognize what was happening because what... Like her, the youngest child, like her son, you know, because at the end, like essentially like 
robots are destroying the world um, or essentially capturing all the humans and was going to shoot them into the void of space, which we didn't even talk about that. That's a fucking terrifying thought. Right. He was like, we're just going to shoot you into space. We're not going to kill you, but you're going to die in the void of space. Starve. Yeah. And slowly die off. Like terrifying. The entire population. Right. But yeah. So she sees her son get captured in one of the pods and he's getting put into place for the whole human population to be shipped off. And then she just sees red, the fucking set, like the sound plays from Kill Bill, where it's like, it's killing time. And then just starts to show. That cracked me up so much. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh shit, Kill Bill. That's awesome. Like, I very much enjoyed that. I'm glad you caught that too. I didn't recognize the music until like the, the sound started playing. Yeah. the kill sound God, so i don't even good. know how to describe it yeah so many so many fun moments i could go on and on about this but overall this is just a very very entertaining movie Hi, highly recommend it to everybody great family movie even if you're not don't have a family you can still watch it because it's great you like yeah, I, will, I will say any complaints i have again that too much of that dog to be honest but that's like those are kind of like the things where you can be like well it's still a kids movie, you know. Like, yeah, well, I, I know they used him to save the day too. Bit. They strapped him to the vehicle. It's like dog pig, dog pig, dog pig, loaf of bread, malfunction. That was funny. That bit was funny, but there's just, I guess, when it came down to her chucking the pal phone into the pool, I would instead of hitting the dog and this and that and that, then the dog chucking it into water and coming out the heater. I would have rather just her chucked it into the pool still. And then just do some like slow dramatic thing of the phone going down to the bottom of the pool, slowly dying. Just make it real dramatic at that moment right there. I yeah. I would have taken that over the dog any day. Fair enough. And but yeah, I get that. But it wasn't enough to ruin the movie, which is great. No, the movie was not just at all. good. Now, now if I had to grade this out, I give it a solid A. As far as entertainment goes, this is definitely nine out of ten for sure. I mean, it is a great animated film. Like I said, one of the best I've seen in a long time. Nice. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I would give it an A plus. Like I loved it. I'm always a fan of animation. Like I really love animation. So anything that's like really good animated wise, I always just absolutely love it. I love how comic booky it was. Like it was kind of comic booky in a similar way to Into the Spider-Verse, but it was set in a more realistic world. Like, still stylized, but not as stylized as um, Into the the Spider-Verse. So, The the mixture of 3D and 2D animation worked really well, I thought. Yeah, I... Yeah. Real quick, one of my favorite scenes is when the phone wants to have a freak-out moment, so they put her on the table face down. And she just vibrates all around. Like, oh, that like had to. me rolling. I, I'd like to, I was like, I'd like to be put down so I can thrash like irrevocably. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, this movie is just a lot of fun, especially it's on Netflix. Everybody has it or knows somebody who has a password. So there's definitely no good excuse not to watch yeah. this. You no guys are going to love watch it. it. I, think you're gonna, I, think it I think family, like just everybody in the family is going to really enjoy this. 
and it's so zany that it'll keep kids attentions i actually saw a lot of stuff on twitter about people who's like i have adhd and i can't watch i can't watch movies without medicine or else i get distracted but they're like this movie can help my attention the entire time like so i thought that was just kind of interesting made for the add generation i mean it kind of is like (laughs) it's just all over the place but in like a good way not in like it doesn't seem jumbled like it's fun it's explosive i guess i loved it a plus awesome well that's two a and a plus there for uh the mitchells versus the machines yeah great time stream on netflix check it out definitely definitely recommend a watch the only thing that bums me out is that netflix doesn't usually they don't well, I don't know because it was a Sony movie, so there might be a chance that they'll actually sell Blu-rays of it. Because I would buy this like in physical copy. Yeah, I-, I could see them putting it out. It might be at Target right now. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know either. I hope well, so because I would love to check that out. I-, I think they will. I think studios are still doing that. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Moves and Brews podcast. Daniel, where can they find us? Find us online on Instagram, Twitter, movies underscore brews. Let us know what you thought about Mitchell's versus the machines. Loved it, hated it, thought it was too zany. Wasn't zany. Well, I don't know anybody who would think it was not zany enough. But let us know what you think. Let us know. And leave us a five-star review. That helps the show grow. And we will and talk to you next. Be with you. What's that? I said, and may the fourth be with you. That's right. And may the fourth be with you. As you're hearing this, not on May the 4th, but no, still. But still, Star Wars Day, we're excited. Got my R2-D2. I'm, I'm pumped. Dude, want to go check out the, I want to check out the new Bad Batch TV show. It's going to be awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers.